just like walk up to random people and go, hey, blah, 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 sports. This is Game Day with Matt Cause and special guest host Mike Hogan on TSN 1050 Toronto. I'm here, ready to go. We'll cause no further distractions. The voice of Toronto sports. Oh, it is a good day if you're a Toronto sports fan. The Leafs beat Columbus 5-2. They are now in third place in the Atlantic. They're a point up on Boston, and they still have a game in hand. Kadri and Nylander, both with a goal and assist. Kadri with great pressure on that magical rookie, Zach Rinsky, setting up Komarov's opening goal. Kadri also now has 30 goals on the season. Nylander tying the rookie record for consecutive points in a game by a Maple Leaf, uh, scored on a beauty goal and a nice pass to set up the hockey messiah, Austin Matthews. How many times do you think you just used the name Maple Leafs in that little soliloquy off the top? Yeah, five, six times. Okay. Not once, not once did you say... Playoff bound, Toronto Maple Leafs. I, Not once. I feel the listeners will get angry at me Why? if I do that. Because sports fans are a superstitious lot. You know, they, if we say it and then Frederick Anderson gets hurt and then they go in the tank, suddenly it's our fault. Playoff bound, Toronto Maple Leafs. Say it. Say it. Your playoff for sure in participant, even that I'm clunky with. Playoff-bound Toronto Maple Leafs. Your playoff-bound Toronto Maple Leafs beat Columbus 5-2. Your playoff-bound Toronto Maple Leafs are taking on the non-playoff-bound Devils tonight, a game that you can listen to right here on TSN 1050, pregame at 7 o'clock, puck drop at 7.30. It looks like Curtis McElhaney will be in net tonight. Mark Masters, who joined us earlier in the show, mentioned that that's what Babcock's plan all the time, to give McElhaney, who hasn't you know, played in weeks and weeks, mm-hmm. will get the start tonight for your playoff-bound Toronto Maple Leafs. See, doesn't that feel good? Yes, that does feel good, especially more after our stupid producer, Tyler Hunt. Mm-hmm. What were the, t- the the two hot takes he just had during the break? Uh, Nirvana is the most overrated band of all time, and he hates Weird Al Yankovic. Like, just spewing pure musical ignorance. Weird Al sucks, and Nirvana is overrated? Defend yourself, producer Tyler Hunt. Actually, it's a good debate. Who's better, Weird Al or Nirvana? Who's worse, I guess, would be the debate. That's not a good debate. That's a bad debate. It's a tough one. I don't know who I'd pick. Oof. Weird Al's Neither. a genius. Weird Al's a genius. Nirvana was brilliant for Say a it, short Tyler. time. Say Weird it, Tyler. Weird Al Yankovic Weird. is a genius. Say it. Say it. Well, the work that he rips off is those, those people are geniuses. I he think. takes the work and he makes it better. Oh, okay. Oh, w- w- wait a minute. You just said that the work that he rips off, those guys are geniuses. Well, guess what? Weird Al once ripped off Nirvana. So you just said Nirvana's a genius. Point cause. Okay. <laughs> he had nothing. Nothing. You just shut him up. Nothing he had at nothing. all. Nothing. You could see the wheels grinding. Grinding. Just to nothing. Uh, grinding to trying to understand grunge music being any good. What year were you born again? 91. 91. Right, right in the heart of grunge. The ignorance that is spewing from Tyler's mouth. Who's your favorite band? Oh, good question. Oh, I don't know. We're not going through this. Just, just give sure me a band just you a really band you like. like. Who's a band you like? No, because I could just name a just super name, band that you guys could never argue with. Name a mainstream no, really band like that Beatles, you like. the Beatles, actually. Okay, Beatles the Beatles are, ripped off Chuck Berry. Yeah. I like Chuck Berry, too. Who ripped Both off better than Robert Nirvana. Johnson. So it, 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 I'm every, not, I don't hate rip-offs, tree. Cozy Hoagie. But you just, said, I'll, I'll, you just said that Weird Al Yankovic 
was was just ripped everybody else off. I just, I don't like his ripoffs. <laughs> okay. Uh, technical producer Zach, is there anything you want to weigh in with this before we get back to the Leafs beating Columbus yesterday, five to two? Oh. <laughs> oh, perfect way to go. Nice. Here is well the coach, Mike Babcock, responding about his mistake yesterday, which should have just been a five-minute penalty kill because the, uh, the coach elected not to have anyone in the penalty box. It led to a six-minute and 54-second penalty kill where those final two minutes, the Leafs had to play as though they were shorthanded, except they couldn't ice the puck, and nobody was allowed to go come over the boards. Uh it was a disaster, but the Leafs, give them credit. They killed that off in the third. That was the critical moment of the game. Here's the head coach saying, my bad. Oh, I'll tell you, I'm doing better now. Can you just imagine if you had done that and, you know, we laughed on the bench, but there's, uh, you know, it's all my fault. And our favorite part of that clip is not at the end where he says yeah. it was my fault, by the way. Good on the coach. Yes, he owned it. He owned it, and he owned it during the game. He's like, guys, sorry, that one's on me. But our favorite clip, our favorite moment from that clip is... Oh. <laughs> which we used earlier in the show. You mentioned uh, one, uh, one of our uh, co-workers here who's on Overdrive. Yes. What kind of dog uh, do you prefer the most, Mr. Babcock? Oh, <laughs> see, that's right. Oh, dog, or our favorite uh, Christmas song that I forget the first words, but after it is "Come, all ye faithful." Oh, uh, <laughs> that is right. Favorite vowel. Oh, <laughs> if we're gonna put all the vowels together, a e i. Oh, you. Which uh, which letter is most prominent in the town in which you now work? Oh. <laughs> feel like we're beating a dead horse here. Oh, we've been doing that for three hours, so that why is, stop now? That is very true. But we took that to a higher level. One of Tyler, one of the few things in pop culture that Tyler Hunt actually likes. One of the is, few movies that he's ever seen. That is actually a good one is Office Space, the famous O-Face scene. We have mashed together Office Space and Mike Babcock, and we've come up with this. I'm thinking I might take that new chick from Logistics. Things go well, I might be showing her my face. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is you're just giving credit to Tyler Hunt, who ripped off the idea from a listener. That's right. A listener sent in that idea. He is the weird Al Yankovic yes, of producers. Is. That is. That is Tyler Hunt. He is. <laughs> <laughs> What for you, um, I mean, there was a lot of good last night in yeah. that game. Um, I thought Kadri was fantastic. As mentioned, the Komarov goal, a lot of that was set up by by Kadri. Mm -hmm. And just great pressure on the rookie, Wierenski, um, mm -hmm. who actually had two turnovers um, that led to that goal. And, you know, Nylander, again, goal and assist. You've got on two opposite ends, you've got the quote-unquote veteran in Kadri who is turning or, you know, just from what he was three years ago to now, um, so much of that goes on him, just mm -hmm. maturing and getting better as a player. So good for him for improving and also good on Mike Babcock for the part he played. And then Nylander, uh, a guy that I, I haven't understood why people have questioned, now has 20 goals on the year. Uh, when you look back at that game, I mean, those two guys are two of the top stars you think of. What what impressed me the most last night is when you've got – and the Leafs are more known for their power play than their penalty kill this year. Yes. Their penalty kill is still a top 10 mm -hmm. penalty kill. 
Um, not necessarily the fact that they killed the seven-minute disadvantage, but Columbus, Columbus didn't get a shot until about four minutes in, right? Like, I mean, they did nothing yep. for the first four minutes of that power play. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't establish the zone. If they did gain the zone, they didn't really do anything with it. There was just there was nothing there. So it wasn't necessarily that they killed the seven-minute disadvantage, but the way they did it, they 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 blank. They didn't give them a sniff last night in a close hockey game on the road. Yeah, a hundred percent. That was the most. That, that that stretch was the most impressive part of the game last yeah, night. Yeah, it really was. Um, we're late on this, but it's time to do it. We do it after every Leafs game. It is time for Leafs and Six. And the horn signals the end of the game. When five isn't enough, but seven, oh, that's just a bit too pretentious. Doesn't look like there are going to be anything more done here. It's the Leafs in six words. At Fancy Myrtle tweets in, Nylander better than Phil at 20. Oh, a (laughs) Phil Kessel shot. Did not, did not expect that. Gareth in FLA writes in, steadfast defense opportunistic scoring equals success. That works. James Duffy, unpaid intern for the NHL on TSN. Not familiar with him. He's not bad, up and comer. Uh, Tweets in, get someone in the box, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Might actually follows that a little bit. Yeah. No more seven-minute penalties, please. Yes. Which kind of goes off the top of this, when five isn't enough, but seven is a little pretentious. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Uh, just going through the list, a bunch of good stuff has come in. Uh, Lou Leafs writes in, Kadri's 30th punctuates career year. Yes. And I think we yep. would all agree with that. Oh, this is a good one. Andy Forward writes in, this involves the morning show and it involves Craig Button. Open up your checkbook, Craig. Dave Naylor, before the lottery, where the Leafs were going to get the opportunity to draft Austin Matthews, mm-hmm. Naylor said the Leafs would make the playoffs, and we all laughed at him. And Craig Button said, dinner wherever you want. Which, bef- this is before the Matthews selection. Yeah. So if they lose the draft, they don't uh, the lottery, they don't get Matthews, do they still make the playoffs? That's a good question. I don't don't know. Susan writes in, F.U. Boston, F.U. Boston, F.U. Boston. That works. Thom writes in, plan the parade route for June. Stop it. Stop it. That's a bit much. Stop it right now. Playoff bound, I think we're comfortable with. Yes. Parade route, (laughs) not so much. Brad writes in, Leafs win again, bring on Ottawa. How much fun would that be? A Senators and Leafs. One-two punch. That would be nice. That would be a really good one. Keeps because you know, yeah, it's it's Toronto, Ottawa. You know the Senators will lose. Of course, absolutely. I mean, it's it's not even. Yeah. Oh no no, it's uh, you know just take that to your pro line best bet. Which by the way, I got to do. Yeah, you do. At some point in the show, I got to do my pro line best bets. Bad host. Bad host. I'll leave it on this one. Kevin, the Debbie Downer. Leafs are missing playoffs by one. No, they're not, Kevin. Because Mike Hogan has proclaimed that the Leafs are playoff playoff bound. bound. Yes, with the schedule they have next week, mm-hmm. playoff bound. Their next six games, only playoff one team, bound. Nashville, 
has the same amount of points as the Maple Leafs at 83. The other five teams are all below Toronto. The Raptors are taking on the Miami Heat tonight. Ibaka, not included. It's been suspended for one game. But on the other side, Dion Waiters, who has had a career year with the Miami Heat, is out. Hassan Whiteside, who injured his shooting hand late in a blowout win against the Suns. Whiteside, who was the Eastern Conference Player of the Week last week, looks like he will probably be out. We talked to Josh Lewenberg next about Raptors, about the Heat, about the Ibaka uh, suspension, was it deserved or not? That's coming up next on TSN 1050. Welcome back to TSN 1050. This is Game Day at Macaws. That is Mike Hogan. Hello. A reminder, it is a game day today at TSN 1050. Leafs taking on the New Jersey Devils. The playoff-bound Toronto Maple Leafs. I feel wildly irresponsible saying it, but I just did. See, doesn't it feel good? I'm trying to come up with the analogy. I have one in my head. It involves, like, dirty sex. So I don't... (laughs) I don't really want to try to explore this analogy. Oh, la, 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 la. Where it both feels very good and I feel I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, Saying man. playoff bound Maple Leafs. Anyway, pregame at 7 o'clock, puck drop at 7.30. It's a great night in sports because you get the Leafs and the Devils and you also have Raptors taking on the Miami Heat as well. And again, I'm, I'm sorry for that analogy. No, oh, no, I, I, I apologize to everyone's ears. Uh, Josh Lewenberg joining us, Raptors reporter for TSN 1050. How you doing, buddy? We're not going any further here until you expand on that analogy. No, I don't no, think, no, no, no. I don't no, think anyone. No, 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 no. <laughs> because if he does, you will never be able to unhear it. Yeah. God, I'm te- Ugh, fine. On to the playoff-bound Raptors, then. Speaking of, there. Speaking of dirty, Ibaka um, gets one game. I get it because when you watch it, it, it looked, you know, it looks like, ooh, it's something we never see anymore. Guys throwing punches at each other. But technically, no one really landed a punch. But does the result really matter? Doesn't motive matter? They didn't mean to miss. Wait, Matthew. hold on, though. Hold on. By the law, one of the dumbest laws, you shoot someone in the head, but they're surrounded by good doctors. That person lives. That's attempted murder versus murder. It's kind of the same thing here. Yeah, I mean, uh, all I'll say is there's a reason why we don't see punches thrown in the NBA. It's because the league doesn't tolerate it. A punch thrown is an automatic suspension. Yeah, you see pushing and shoving all the time, and if that's all this was, they would have reviewed it, probably given away some technicals and maybe a fine at, at most. But the second a punch is thrown, the NBA has to step in and make a statement. I'm surprised the statement was actually as light as it was. So the Raptors get off pretty easy. A big break for them only losing Ibaka for the one game. And I actually thought Lopez deserved an additional game for I, I mean I don't know who initiated the skirmish but in, in terms of escalating it to the point in which punches were thrown that's clearly on Lopez so yeah I, I mean I would have expected Ibaka to get two or three games I would have expected Lopez to get three or four in the end they both get one and with both teams battling for playoff position obviously Chicago battling for their playoff lives I think both teams uh, feel pretty good about how they came out of this thing 
and Matt knows how much I love Ibaka, so I feel very comfortable saying this. If there's a game he's going to get suspended for, why not make it Miami? Um, he had the pointless game against Dallas, but he played, you know, he contributed in other ways that night. I thought Miami has been his worst game by far as a member of the Toronto Raptors, and maybe that matchup isn't all that great uh, for a guy when, when you're just going to be playing a team that's going to live on the perimeter. And even if you lose this game, uh, I mean, there are people on the Raptors especially that will make the argument that Ibaka and that skirmish and then whatever that did to the psyche of the Raptors, getting them going, Mm -hmm. helped them win uh, a game that they desperately needed, if for no other reason, then so we don't have to hear that darn (laughs) uh, Raptors, Bulls, curse narrative uh, again. Um, So I'm pretty thankful for that. Uh, But yeah, I mean, tonight will be interesting. The, the, The Heat have been really good like they've been the best team in the nba since the middle of january which is sort of hard to believe considering how bad they were early in the season this stat blows my mind the heat haven't been a 500 team since they were two and two and now thanks to a 24 and six run since the middle of january they have a chance to get back to 500 with a win tonight so yeah i mean they've been great defensively hassan whiteside looked like he might miss tonight's game because of a hand injury He'll probably play, and he's been awesome. Uh, Goran Dragic has been very good. James Johnson has been excellent. So this will be a tough test for the Raptors here. It could be a playoff matchup. Yeah, it it could be. From 10-31 and to the best record in the NBA since then, it's been a remarkable run for a Miami team that suddenly has become one of the best shooting teams in the league. And here's the funny thing about Miami. They got better when they let Dwayne Wade go, which might sound weird. But they got, they're got they a better team now without Dwayne Wade. Of course, tonight will be a little bit different because there's no Dion Waiters. That will hurt them. Yeah, well, Waiters, I, I missed him in that last answer as well. He, he's been playing good basketball for them. In terms of Dwayne Wade, yeah, I mean, he was a declining player. Uh, so I think they are better without they're him. They're a better shooting high. team. They're a better space yeah. team. Like It's funny to say, but some, it's weird to say. Uh, it's not like Wade helped Chicago very much, but they're a better team without and, Wade. And you also have the, the, the mindset uh, in the NBA and college basketball, high school basketball, it doesn't matter the level, where you want the ball to go through your best player. And Dwayne Wade, even if he wasn't the best player anymore, still has that rep. And it's almost like you would defer to Dwayne Wade. The Heat don't do that anymore. And of the teams that I have seen of late, play the Raptors, I've been more entertained by Miami because of their ball movement and because of their tenacious defense than any team that I've seen in the last couple of months. I wonder what the future has in store for them, or at least the immediate uh, future. I don't know what they'll do, how they'll do in the playoffs, because, I mean, I look at the way they play, as you mentioned, Hoagie. I think the defense is one thing that will translate for sure. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that they're a good, uh, hard-playing defensive team, that's going to serve them very well in the playoffs. But the playoffs, I mean, it's also a time of the year where stars matter. Stars win you games. And the fact that they don't have that guy that they can throw the ball to late in the game or at any point in the game to get them uh, an easy two could be problematic. I mean, it'll be very interesting. I think they'll be a tough out, and that's why, I mean, if you're Miami right now, you want to climb the standings as much as possible. Uh, Yeah, they might steal a game from Cleveland, but they're not beating the Cavs in a seven-game series. Uh, Maybe if they climb to uh, seven, six, 
five, they could give a, a team some trouble. Also, while we're crediting all these players, let's give some credit to Eric Spolstra. I, I mean, he's been one of the better coaches, the longest tenured coaches in the NBA for a while now. But considering what he has to work with in terms of talent, considering where this team was early in the year, he's done an exceptional job. Let me just throw this at both of you, because right now Miami's in eighth, as you mentioned. They're only two games behind Atlanta in fifth. Is Miami, yes or no answer, is Miami right now better than Indiana? Yes. Yes. Is Miami right now better than Milwaukee? Yes. Yes. Is Milwaukee right, or sorry, Miami right now better than Atlanta? Uh, it's close. Yeah. Yeah. No, Atlanta's lost five games in a row. Yeah, I know, but when, when, when Millsap is fully healthy, and, uh, I'll go yes. Yeah, you know what, it, the, if you just look at the second half, the second half of the season, yes, right now, right now, I said yes, right now. Okay, Miami. Yeah, right now, Miami's better than Atlanta. Josh, I think Atlanta is better than Miami, but I actually think that Atlanta is an easier matchup for the Raptors than Miami is. They've they've had their success against Atlanta. Um, so you're Miami just hoping, is, you're hoping that Miami doesn't catch Atlanta. Then, in case the Raptors do finish in the four spot. Uh, I I don't know whether I'm traveling for the playoffs, but on the off chance <laughs> that I am, I'm rooting for Miami to Love play it. the Raptors. Love it. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to go to Atlanta. Yeah. Listen, I got to say, I could not respect that answer more as someone who embraces self-indulgence. <laughs> what is... do you think I care about the Raptors? Yeah, I care about <laughs> myself here, guys. Come on. Uh, Josh Lewenberg, the uh, ultimate professional, joins here on TSN 1050. Um, you know, you threw out an interesting stat earlier. I love this one you tweeted about P.J. Tucker, and plus-minus is rife with inaccuracies, but you tweeted out he's a plus-58 since joining the Raptors, and here's the key part, despite being part of their worst five-man unit. So the guys he plays with are not exactly always helping the team, and yet P.J. Tucker always comes out looking like roses. P.J. Tucker has been a, a remarkable addition to this team. I, I think he's going to be crucial for them going into the stretch run and, and the playoffs. And here's another stat that, that blew my mind. I, I mean, until he actually pointed it out himself, uh, you, 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 when you um, think about P.J. Tucker and the way that he plays, the first thing that jumps out is sort of playoff type style of basketball, that hard-nosed defense, the toughness, yet P.J. Tucker has never played in the playoff game, ever. The closest he's been was his rookie year with the Raptors. That was the 06-07 division winning team. They went to the playoffs, but they cut him a month before they did, and since then, he hasn't been back. So there are only three active players in the NBA who have played more regular season games without playing in a playoff game. Greg Monroe, Markeith Morris, and DeMarcus Cousins. So uh, I spoke to PJ last week. I'm writing a story on him. It'll be out today on the 10-year anniversary of him being cut by the Raptors, a day that obviously changed his life and his career in a big way. That anniversary is tomorrow. Uh, and the uh, story will be out today. So I talked to PJ about uh, getting that big um, milestone out of the way, checking that off of his bucket list in a month from now, making the playoffs, playing in his first playoff game. And, and he's thrilled. He's excited. And he made that point that I just made, that although you expect players in his shoes to have some sort of a learning curve, with the playoffs being a different animal, uh, he said it best. Uh, the intensity in the playoffs go up 
but his intensity never goes down, so it shouldn't be a problem. Raptors finish, hypothetically, Raptors finish third, Indiana finishes seventh. Paul George becomes the playoff matchup. Mm. Or six, sorry. Three six. Who do you want covering him more? Do you want Carroll or do you want Tucker on him primarily? I, I think the thing that Dwayne Casey is pretty thrilled about right now is the fact that he can go into a game or potentially a series against a guy like Paul George and have a number of different weapons. I wouldn't want either of those guys guarding him for an entire game. If I had to make a choice between the two for the entirety of a 48-minute game or close to it, I would say P.J. Tucker because, man, I mean, I I believe he is one of the top five, um, maybe top seven perimeter defenders in the NBA right now. It's it's just a a joy uh, watching him defend how passionate he is on that end of the floor, um, how physical he is on that end of the floor. But, yeah, I mean, I I think – the Raptors are in a great position now because they can start the game with Carroll out on a guy like that. They can bring Tucker in, uh, depending on uh, the, the size of the play. I'm not sure if you can throw Norman Powell against uh, Paul George. I know they did in the playoffs last year. He's giving up some size, yeah. but you've got a guy in Powell that you can throw on opposing point guards or smaller wing players. They've got a lot of different options. Hey, if Ibaka switches off onto a guy like Paul George, I wouldn't be upset about it. As we let you go, uh, any update on Kyle Lowry there, Josh Lewenberg? None. I spoke to him uh, briefly before the game the other day. Uh, He told me and a few others that the best thing about his injury is that he doesn't have to talk to us every day. Now, he said that myself as well as uh, Raptors.com's Holly McKenzie are the two exceptions, so I guess I'm flattered about that. But, yeah, (laughs) I I constantly bump into him. I ask him about the injury. He turns it into a big joke. Uh, He doesn't like to talk about it. Technically, he doesn't have to talk about it. So we wait, and we'll see. Thank you so much, Josh. Always a pleasure. We're rooting for Miami, so that uh, you go get to, Miami. We're, no, we're rooting for Miami. Not tonight. We want the Raptors yeah, to win, yeah. but we're rooting for a Raptors Miami Heat series, so you get to hang out in South Beach. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Josh Lundberg, TSN Raptors reporter. Read his work at tsn.ca on the 10-year anniversary of the Raptors cutting P.J. Tucker. That's amazing. It's a great story. Yeah, it is. And I I talk about it all the time. I love reinvention. Sure. I love reinvention in sports. We saw reinvention with Kadri. Yes, that's exactly where it was going to go. You know, seeing the same one here. Um, Coming up next, we're going to debate, talk about NHL versus NBA. Will we see a day when the NHL starts resting its stars like we see in the NBA. Also, there's someone in the world of baseball that Forbes magazine says is a better and bigger leader than the Pope or Anne Melinda Gates. We'll tell you that is next time now for a Sports Center update. Fortune magazine just listed its 50 greatest leaders for 2017. Jeff, Be- um, is it Bezos? I think it is. The Amazon CEO is number five. Melinda Gates is at number four. The Pope is at number three. Mm-hmm. Other people on this list, like Elon Musk, we've heard of, are in the top 50. But coming in at number one, Theo Epstein. Come on. No. He just no. He delivered a championship to the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. Then he delivered a one, another one to the Chicago Cubs. Yep. Why not Theo Epstein? 
because it's baseball. No disrespect. I'd say that about football. I'd say that about basketball, mm-hmm. hockey. Mm-hmm. Just because. All right. No. All right. Just throwing it out there. Maybe we'll debate this more tomorrow. Uh, time now for pro my pro line best bets. By the and, way, yes. You know they're going to sell more copies of the magazine mm-hmm. and get more clicks online because it's Theo Epstein and not the Pope. Oh, see, that's an interesting debate because religious fervor often leads to uh, some discussion. But you would the ex- Pope number. I think having the Pope number expect, one. You would expect to see the Pope number one. But the Pope num- I think the Pope can engender more hate and more love than Theo Epstein, because a lot of parts of the world have no idea who, who Theo, Theo Epstein is, but everyone knows who the Pope You're is. You're targeting and, an American audience with this art. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. This, you know, this is not going to be, there's not a lot of copies sold in the Vatican. Theo Epstein. Why? Click. They win. Maybe. Well, then you should have put a Kardashian at number one. <laughs> it is the Memphis Grizzlies and the San Antonio Spurs tonight. It's Thursday. It's prop bets. I'll take the under for points for Gasol at 19 and a half. For Jermichael Green at nine and a half, and for Kawhi Leonard at twenty-seven and a half, I'm taking the unders all around. Mm-hmm. San Antonio second in uh, in in points allowed. The Memphis Grizzlies third allowed. Take all the unders tonight. Twenty dollars pays you ninety-seven bucks. You can find my picks on Twitter at TSN1050 Radio. You can get way into the game with ProLine. It's the sports betting game that lets you turn small wagers into big excitement. Before you wager, get the latest odds, event info, and matchup stats on your phone. ProLine, get way into the game. Hoagie, am I winning? Uh, I even listened to. Thing you said since you said dirty sex, so oh, I have no idea what you just said. Okay, yeah, some people tweeted they didn't <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah. I threw it a poll earlier. Yes, you did. <laughs> you know what that segue is. <laughs> Let's just move on. You can vote on Twitter uh, at mcos56. I love being twelve years old. Sometimes God, I just do. I know, like how it's old? Best. How old are you? How old do you think I am? I don't know. Don't do that. Just how old? No, how old do you think I am? Um, 47. Because I'm so good looking for a 53-year-old. Okay, yeah. I w- I'm 54 next month. 54. I'm 41. Right. And uh, yet, I would have I would have bet 58. So. We giggle at just these really yeah. d- double entendre sexual innuendo. Absolutely. If it meant players had a better chance of being healthy for the playoffs, would you be okay with NHL teams resting their stars NBA style? said yes. 56% said no. And my first question is, I wonder if this will ever come into the NHL to what's happening in the NBA. And I know they're very different games. NBA rosters, it's it's such a smaller roster. But the NHL also plays 82 games. The NHL is a more physical sport than the NBA. So I was thinking about yesterday, will this ever become a part of the game? Can you not get through this? And maybe there's the uh, the happy medium, where if you want to NBA, I'm talking about. If you want to take LeBron on the road trip and play him for five minutes, mm-hmm. at least so people can say they saw him. Yeah, uh, you're not playing him 32 hard minutes. You're giving him five minutes, and you can pick your spot. And by the way, he like leads or second in the NBA minutes played this year. Yeah. He should have time off. Yeah, agreed. The NHL mentality may not ever change. And we just had John McClain on in the last hour, who was a very hard... Like he never took a shift off. He's nope. one of those guys. He's a very hard-playing... Five times sport. played 80 games. One time played 82. Yeah. I imagine the other years he didn't play because of either ineffectiveness or health. And hard 200-foot minutes. Yes. He was a very good two, two-way player. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how you get coaches and general managers on board. 
we're starting to see them accept analytics. I think does every team now have a quote unquote analytics expert on the staff? I'm sure there's, most of them do, yeah. or at least uh, at least they're they're welcoming that aspect of the game in. Uh, where if you had have mentioned that ten years ago, you would have been laughed at. Um, we look at the nutrition that players are now, you know, putting themselves through as opposed to beer and chicken wings after the game. Yeah, uh, that has changed, mm-hmm. and that's in ten years, fifteen yeah. years. Can this change? Hockey is a very good copycat sport. If insert team here does it and wins, then yes, other teams will copy them. Yeah. Or at least has a deep run into the playoffs. See, I think eventually it'll happen because, I mean, Brian Burke used to go to, I think the Colts uh, in the NFL used to go hang out in different NFL training camps because an exchange of ideas. Sure. And Brian Burke's like, oh, Mr. Old School. But no, he exchange of ideas from different sports and different minds. And it works in the NBA. Cleveland does it. San Antonio with Greg Popovich does it. It's not like loser coach with loser team does it. It's winning coach does it. So I can see just, listen, things change. And our mindsets on everything in sport, what it is now versus what it was when P.J. Tucker was cut by the Raptors 10 years ago, things change. So I could see this. Let's, t- let's take a team that's got a few veterans on the team that's going to go to the playoffs. San Jose. Just mm-hmm. comes to mind off the top of my yeah. head. Guys like Thornton, Marlowe goes would it not benefit guys of that vintage, guys who are into their mid-30s, mid to sort of early to mid-30s, would it not make sense if you're thinking about playing, you know, 32 games potentially in 60 nights? Yeah. Um, would it not be prudent to give guys who are a little long in the tooth two or three days off down the stretch. It feels like it would be prudent. Mm-hmm. It feels like, and we, we don't have the science yet, no. but it, it it just does. It feels like it would be prudent. And it would or, stink for the fans, but it feels like it would be prudent. Or is it more important to run them out there every night because they're only a couple of points ahead of Anaheim and mm-hmm. first place would mean so much in that division? Yeah. And by the way, you mentioned about first place in the division. Someone uh, texted in the show about this saying that, because there is so more parity in the NHL where games mean more mm-hmm. versus in the NBA where you sort of have an idea where everyone's going to be slotted. There's always some surprises, sure. but and maybe that's a reason. I don't know. And I, I, what I find this topic interesting is there's 100 different angles, and you, you sometimes in our business you like to be ahead of an issue. And it just feels like if this is ha- happening a lot in the NBA – and we know that coaches are reducing practices or morning skates. Will that eventually translate to not just morning skates in practice? Will it actually translate to actual minutes in actual games? And what was the result of the poll again? Right now, it is about 55% of fans would have an issue with it um, versus uh, if 44% say yes, um, they would be okay with it. 56% of the fans say no, they would not be okay. What would be a better question? Hmm. Poll season ticket holders. Poll people who have the opportunity to go to a game who are putting out a significant amount of money. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's more expensive to see an NHL game for the most part. And I just, we talked about this yesterday, uh, me just comparing a game in Washington to a game in Detroit, hockey and Washington. It was so much cheaper to go to a game in Washington to see um, the Wizards than it was to see the Red Wings, even though the Red Wings suck and Detroit's going through a tough time economically. Yep. Um, this is a topic's not going away, and I find it interesting. There's always going to be a lot of different angles on mm-hmm. it. Um, coming up next, our final thoughts on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Your third place 
in the Atlantic, Say Toronto, Maple Leafs, Say who, it. of course, are playoff bound. There. And I feel irresponsible, dirty, and good all in one when I say the words playoff bound Maple Leafs. Next on TSN 1050. Hit my snooze alarm for the 27th time. Just don't Welcome back to TSN 1050. This is Game Dad Matt Cause. That's Mike Hogan. We're playing some Weird Al Yankovic. Just for Tyler Hunt. Tyler Hunter, producer, says Weird Al stinks. We tell you that Tyler Hunt stinks because Weird Al is awesome. Tomorrow's Lotto Max jackpot is an estimated $15 million. Text Max in your name to 105050 for your chance to win. $100 in Lotto Max tickets with Encore. Standard message rates apply to all entries. Lotto Max, dare to dream. You were smiling as you read that. Ah, uh, because I love Weird Al. Okay. Love Weird Al. By the way, a shout out mm-hmm. to uh, an athlete who has meant a lot to the city of Toronto, Mike O'Shea. Yes. Inducted into the CFL Hall of Fame. Uh, 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 Simon uh, uh, Calvillo. Uh, 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 what? What? Football. Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Canadian Football it's Hall of Fame. Not the CFL Hall of Fame. Right, right. The Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Because yes, there is an absolutely. amateur yes. youth sports element to it. Yes, you're right. So congratulations to Mike O'Shea. We loved him in Toronto. He was a yes. traitorous rat when he went to Hamilton. But and then, then he then came we lo- back. And then he came back and uh, and had some success uh, getting to the playoffs with the Blue Bombers as their head coach. Yes. So and uh, there, there are people who are very passionate about the Canadian game. Mm-hmm. There is nobody more passionate. People as passionate. Nobody loves Canadian football more than Mike O'Shea. And for a guy, when you think defense guy, I think, oh, he's going to be just this conservative coach. Some of his calls on special teams, the things he does, it's it's crazy. Like, he is just such he's a very imaginative coach. He does stuff in practice that they have not run, uh, that I've never seen him run in a game that is genius. He's, he's implementing the Canadian features that will absolutely screw up American players. Mm-hmm. And I'm waiting for him to run a couple of these in a game, which he can do as a head coach, that there is no way, say, Scott Milanovic, who's a lot more conservative, would allow him to do as the special teams coordinator. Yeah. So now that he's the head coach, we saw two on one uh, on one drive uh, in one game last year. Yeah. He's, he's brilliant. Yeah, he is. Congratulations to him. Uh, reminder, coming up right after us, it is Leafs Lunch, Andy Petrillo, Patrick O'Sullivan, Darren Dreger will be joining them at 1220. They look back at the 5-2 win by the Toronto Maple Leafs over the Columbus Blue Jackets. And a reminder, it is a game day here on TSN 1050. The Leafs taking on the Devils pregame at 7, puck drop at 730. The playoff-bound Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, there, see, you said it. Yes, absolutely. Easily. It there rolls off the tongue. They're coming up next right here on TSN 1050.